I made a fucking birthday gift for my friend. Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. Shut up and sit down, you big bald fuck. <laughs> and I'm Brett. And this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the updating. Unfortunate. I definitely forgot the word then. Uh, gentlemen, how are oh, you? Uh, Al, you're taking a sip of coffee. So how are you? It's so hot. <laughs> yeah. That's why I put mine in a non-thermal mug thing. I went I went for a double. I went, I went for one <laughs> coffee and then another coffee inside it. And it's really hot <laughs> as a result. Is that um, like a cream egg? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really not. In, not in any all. capacity, is it like in, in my head that made much more sense because I could visualize it and then realize I didn't really explain the cream egg part. So it's like the the, the correct the correct measured volume of liquid to heating ratio is thrown out the window when you then introduce the same thing again to it. Yeah, laws of thermodynamics ensue. Um, mm. So, right, mini. Update this morning. What a mini! To... Oh god, it would fit on the drive. Um, <laughs> no, I need to stop. I nearly bought another Vitara. I need to. I, I, need to I need to fucking behave myself. Um, yes, you do. The this morning we went to a car boot sale for the first Woo-hoo! time in a very long time, and it was almost like the ease of lockdown release party. Um, because this place was fucking heaving uh, to the point where I just I, I kept having to like stop and like just step like keep taking steps back all the time to like just, just try and keep out of people's way because it's like <laughs> it hasn't just changed overnight. It's still, it still a fucking pandemic, um, but it was it was just a pleasant morning. It was hmm. three degrees and it was sunny and bright and just crisp. And it started at seven o'clock in the morning and it was lovely. Um, hmm. Just it was. I was going there with delusions of finding like old camera Another glass. Another Vitara. No, like camera glass and uh, yeah. Yeah, Vitara parts and hands <laughs> uh, manuals and, and, and game cubes. It was like it was just people's yeah. old fucking clothes that they've wanted to yeah. get rid of for a year. Um, there was one stall which reminded me of Dr. Malty because it was full of old like medical um, equipment. Yeah. Like, like weird Victorian syringes and and removal tools and bizarre um torture devices which i thought was great um <laughs> and other than that there's a few like nice hand tool stalls where you know there's obviously a guy who like who collected hand tools and there's some nice old old hand planes and lovely record yeah. vintage stuff yeah it was nice yeah. um nothing to write home about there's no like nice hammers or anything there was one um swedish axe but he was wanting like forty quid for it. So, no, thanks, mate. Ooh, no. He obviously knew what it was worth. So, yeah. <laughs> so I stayed away. Um, other than that, I've been doing uh, sort of a what? What's that noise? Shut it up. Thank you. Um, <laughs> other than that, I've been doing like a sort of mini teardown on the engine because there are serious smog issues, Brett, with the. Um, with the Vitara, uh, it's running super lean, so it's mm. burning through fuel and no power at all, and the emissions are through the roof. So that could be one of like fifty things on an engine this old. Um, and without the the joy 
and luxury of a scanner because it's pre nineteen ninety five, so you can't just plug it in and find out what the what the infamous light on the dashboard <laughs> is telling you. <laughs> there is something wrong with the engine. Good luck. Um, I've just been basically taking stuff out, cleaning it, testing it. It's all relatively simple to test as well. It's just like apply a vacuum. Does it open and close? Apply mm-hmm. 12 volts. Does it open and close? That's that's about as complicated as these little parts get. Um, apply a voltage. Does the voltage change? That was it. Uh, does the resistance change? So it was like clean, fix, repair, and then if nothing else, replace. So a lot of time spent finding parts to replace, which is non-existent on a car this old. So you're like, right, now I need to find a replacement part or an alternative part. So I need to just find a part of a new car, which will do the job, which is a fun challenge. But, you know, again, a valve is a valve at the end of the day. It's 12 Mm -hmm. volts and does Mm -hmm. a job. So that's been fun. Um, One thing which is an absolute challenge is, although you might be able to get a part, you cannot get gaskets for a 30-year-old engine. Oh, dear. You can get, like, exhaust gasket and maybe a head gasket. Um, But anything else for, like, small valves or stuff, it's, like... Okay, what do you do? And that's yeah. why both of these cars were about fifty percent RTV, um, <laughs> <laughs> which was not only a pleasure to remove, but also not. That's not what a gasket is. You don't just no. fill a car with silicon and hope it's going to run. Um, I mean, so you I have, don't. So I have been cutting and punching Ooh, gasket material. Gaskets. Yeah, which is nice. super fun. Um, hey, yeah. and you just trace that- stuff out. I didn't realize that they just sold that stuff in rolls until it's I great. did the blower restoration. Yeah. And I was like, how do you make a new gasket? <laughs> but the way the gasket. And you can, just, you can just, yeah, you can get different thicknesses, like high temperature ones for exhaust, which is what I was just doing. Um, yeah. It's great. So another little obstacle overcome. Uh, fix, the res- fix the exhaust system. That's all good. Um, nice. Again, waiting for some gaskets, those little donut ones <laughs> that you just wedge oh, in, yeah, they, yeah. they, they kind of crush. Um, uh, and that's yeah, that's it. It's been it's been a little week of little victories of just how to problem nice. solve things that are not clearly not designed to be problem solved. <laughs> this in in, in two thousand twenty one, right. um, but we'll find a way. Yeah. Love it. Good stuff, man. It sounds like a, a good week. Um, I'm so and, like, excited. For that whole project, but I know it's just, <laughs> it's so many parts. Like yeah. Steve, you've worked on cars plenty, but I feel like it's so out of scope for most people to really break down an entire engine or exhaust system. Oh god, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then be able to physically put it back together and have it work. Like cars yeah. are intimidating in that fashion because you're like, I have to drive this thing. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. it can't yeah. explode. That's why it's getting to like the brakes and the brake lines, and I'm like, oh yeah, yes. this I need to I need to be really serious about this and mm-hmm. not just like yeah. duct tape it or <laughs> you know, bodge something in. But but again, you know, brake lines are universal, so that's yeah. a relatively easy swap and new new calipers, new discs are just cheap as chips. Yeah. So the drums yeah. I'm not too concerned about because they, they last quite well because they're obviously they're contained. So Yeah. Are um, you are you keeping the drums or are you gonna swap it out for discs? I'm gonna keep drums. Um yeah. Just because it's not a sports car. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice. The boost, then the e-brake boost is working twice as hard to do yeah. discs on the back as well. So I'm going to keep drums, and I yeah. just like the look of them. Yeah, yeah. No, it was. Uh, I, it wasn't a, a judgment either way. It was just kind of a 
curiosity thing because I know a lot of people. It's like, got top sorry, speed of eighty-two miles an hour, and yeah. it's got like <laughs> the same horsepower. I don't need yeah. disc brakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. There's so many people that that would be like, "Oh no, I'm gonna swap everything." Because people say about the same thing with the Land Rover. I'm like, it's it's fine. If I need to stop that quickly, I'm just gonna turn the steering wheel and go into a wall. Yes, yeah. like that's what handbrakes yeah. for. Exactly. The, um, um, the I need the to keep the drums on the trailer um vitara at the back because yes. you don't need you don't need a booster for brake drums so that no. can just work off a trailer hitch hopefully if i can get yeah. if i can just get a second hand trailer hitch and just hook that up with the brakes that's my that's my plan to make that work perfect nice. yeah that'd be good nice uh brett what about you what have you been up to this week i get to talk about the stuff that i've been up to Yay! hooray because Woo! timing wise this episode will come out and i will have two things that will uh bing, 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 drop D doing that drop dropping videos dropping builds uh i haven't really been able to post anything on social media about <laughs> the stuff that i've been working on either because uh the sign that we talked about over the last week or two is for alex who has been on the uh hey. show before my old yeah. buddy alex but his sisters commissioned the sign build and it was everything from me needing to do the design, which was based on their family coat of arms and, you know, a couple of iterations to figure out what imagery we wanted to use. I got to use uh, old school techniques in terms of just the general bashing of steel and flourishes and, and the cool organic look of this. Um, it was actually a it was a drawing of their coat of arms, but it had a lot of ribbons and things on it. So rather than just doing scroll work, like the traditional scroll work that we put on the old blacksmith signs, they're a little yeah. bit more organic and a little bit more ribbony looking, especially the fact that I brassed all of yeah. them at the end and then got to use a few different coloring techniques that avoided paint. Super excited about how that turned out. I think I may have commented on that before. Yeah, because we were talking about the pace wax. So yeah. <laughs> By the time this episode comes out, I will be able to post pictures of what I did, and I'm I'm very proud and happy with how it turned out, and I'm really looking forward to, supposedly it's tomorrow, which is Monday, uh, it gets delivered. So by tomorrow evening, hopefully I'll get a phone call that's just Alex in tears, which is just going <laughs> to make me super happy. Uh, and his sister's, you know. I love it know, when my friends cry. Yeah. Well, it would be out of joy, you know, <laughs> for such good reasons. This but is awful. His, <laughs> it's, it's so sweet of his sisters to, you know, commission work from me yeah. for our mutual friend, their brother. Yeah. But it, it just feels really good. And I remember having talks with people early on about how you get into doing commission work or how you start producing, you know, paid work for money. And yeah. a lot of it is the, oh, you start with your family then you go to your friends then you go to your family's friends and then your friends friends and it, and it can grow out of that so i would like to start opening up the whole sign build design uh situation as a commission possibility going forward because i really had a lot of fun and steve you and i talked about it uh but i think it i think it kind of fits with my workflow yeah, yeah. i get to design it i know what i'm capable of doing in the forge but also having the knowledge of, of different fit and finishing techniques. I, I think it's going to be something that I, uh, I'm going to look forward to doing. Hopefully if people want to have a shop sign, make something yeah. cool. Yeah. Beyond that, I made the decision to create a, a bit of a gift 
because somebody's going to be celebrating a another revolution around the sun. And you guys know this, and it is no surprise, because by the time this episode comes out yet again, uh, it will have already passed. The birthday will have already passed. So based on the amount of people that have told Jess she needs to have steel-toed boots and work on her property with proper protection, which is just dumb and unnecessary of them, I took it upon myself <laughs> to make steel-plated armored sabatonverse is what we're going to call them. <laughs> uh, so I, it is, she didn't ask me to do it or anything. It was just an idea that I've had for a while. And we've obviously talked about like steel toed converse and just had like yeah, yeah. shoot the, sh shoot the shit sessions about it uh, because it's, it has nothing to do with appeasing anybody in her comment section. It'll be more uh, a prop that hopefully she'll get to use in some videos or, or maybe we'll do some fun cosplay photo shoot stuff in the future. I've wanted to get into armor making and, and try that kind of thing out ever since Al started um, Full Metal Al. And I know I want to eventually get into my end of the Full Metal thing, but I really wanted some practice for it anyways. Yeah. Just because with... Al doing the aluminum forming cold and me wanting to use steel. I didn't know how well everything was going to translate. So I rewatched his video, tried to figure out some of the forming techniques in, in terms of those con complex curves where it's got yeah. multiple curves happening. Um, was that easy shit, to do hot? A hundred percent. Okay. Because here's the, here's the real kicker to it all. In the video, because I'm filming the entire thing, the horn of the anvil has complex curves in it, right? It tapers both yeah. ways. And so Al, I almost felt bad, but like I took the first piece out and just went over the horn of my anvil and just went whip. And I had a perfect <laughs> nice. convex this way and convex this way. And then like I just kind of cold formed it to. I mean, the horn of your anvil isn't the just a one inch tube of aluminium like mine. Yeah, right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, like certain aspects of the process have been easier than I expected. And then others, of course, with the problem solving, like Al, I reached out to you and was like, how the hell am I riveting this together? Uh, I spent better part of two weeks. Like I was going to try and, you know, do this kind of secretively. And then Jess ended up leaving town to go visit uh, family stuff. So I'm, I'm like trying to sneak this in before she gets back. Uh, I actually ordered off of something called Poshmark. I tried to order some um, with some converse that I could cannibalize, right? I could rip oh, yeah. them apart, reuse the sole, and, and have like a sacrificial pair. Well, that didn't work. And I messaged the girl for like six days in a row, and she just never got back to me. So canceled <laughs> that order. Turns out there was a thrift store down the street that I knew had shoes. And I found a yeah. pair for seven quid and was right. just like okay well this was way better than the 40 i was gonna spend <laughs> you know to get a used pair anyways so we've got some problem solving to do in terms of uh finishing the plate armor and then i'm gonna do a leather like instead of the canvas and the you know the general converse look i'm gonna try and take the canvas off reuse the sole make a leather version of the shoe and a leather version of the star on the side. Nice. Just kind of go overboard on the detailing and stuff. Because yeah. now at this point, it really has a lot less to do with like, I'm making a silly gift. It's more, 
now this is a challenge. Like I want to see if yeah. I can actually achieve this thing. And it's a bunch of techniques all rolled into one, you know, to try and make leather work and steel work. And then I'm riveting with brass. So I'm annealing the brass to do the rivets. And yeah, I'm pretty chuffed with how it looks so far. And I've got effectively 36 hours to try and finish this thing. So <laughs> again, by the time the episode comes out, hopefully I will have achieved the goal. Uh, we'll see. I like making <laughs> stuff. I love making stuff for my friends because nine times out of 10, they don't need it, nor do they want it. And I'm just <laughs> doing it for my own sake anyway. So we'll see how it all turns out. But like Ben, I showed Ben yesterday how far I had gotten. He was like, wow, those look a lot less clunky than I expected. I was like, hey, <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment. Nice. We'll see how it all turns out. My favorite thing about this week is not only do I get to, you know, have these two deliverables go out the door, but I get to post stuff on social media about them because I'm, I'm well happy <laughs> with stuff, but I haven't been able to post anything. And typically it's me showing what I'm working on and I haven't been able to do that. So hopefully we'll be back on the radar this week. I've got uh, more cleanup and stuff to do over at the cabin, which I, I've been working on amidst all of this stuff. I've just been going through the landscaping, picking up trash, making deliveries to the city dump and the recycling place and all this. So I feel like I've been extremely productive and unlike a couple of weeks ago where it's like, Hey, I'm getting a lot done, but it doesn't feel like it. I am getting a lot done. It super feels like it. And I'm really tired. <laughs> I just can't show anybody, which is a bummer because that's like the majority of what I'm supposed to do for social media is show people. But yeah, that's it for me. Nice. Man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I obviously we, we, we saw a little sneak preview of the uh, sneaker the preview. <laughs> of the shoes um see i in my head because uh because i'm thinking of the video like i just i just want you to assuming it's mild steel sheet but i still kind of want you to get it up to like a, a nice kind of um orange color and just quench them anyway just for the <laughs> the drama of it well, dude um, if i hadn't riveted them i would totally do that because the brass <laughs> is gonna melt but you I mean, know, so you know how you crappy get... our mild steel is. It's it hardens. That, you, our mild steel hardens. A, you could like because it'd only be for camera. You could definitely just get it to like a a bright red, and your your brass wouldn't melt at that point. It might go a little bit mm. soft. Actually, no shit. Because what would happen is you'd end up annealing the the brass, so the rivets would then become soft. <laughs> and then I just so, rip them apart anyway. Yeah. So, so I do whatever. Hey, two mists and then one. Just... <laughs> there you go. Missed opportunities and I don't care. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, no, I, oh, I that would have been, been a good been idea. Though. See, if we would have talked on the phone the other day, I you know, told me that. Sorry, but... <laughs> dude, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> but um, but, yeah, no, but speaking of that, like the reason that I didn't get to talk to you was because I was fighting with uh, a washing machine instead. So I've had like. I really like the fact that what would have been a great shopping uh, for today's episode is Watch little victories. Little victories, uh, which is what you said, Al, just now. Because I've had a bunch of little victories. Brett's had a bunch of little victories. You've had a bunch of little victories. It would have been a great topic. But well, they don't know that. what the topic's going to be. We could have just retrofitted it. We'll well, it now, now it's it's little victories. Because right. we're, we're agile and adaptive. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, so I couldn't speak to Brett. Uh, because I was fighting with this fucking washing machine. Um, because my 
my tumble dryer and my washing machine broke earlier in the year and i've been like having to run over to mum and dad's and like this bear with me this is all connected um and uh right is on the wall yeah <laughs> and uh, no this it's just a pen um it's on my hand uh it's a post-it it's fine what the fuck don't confuse me don't put me off uh washing machine uh yeah so basically the the washing machine broke um tumble dryer broke a load of other shit broke and i've just had like this mounting pile of shit where i'm like i can't spend any <laughs> uh where i can't spend any more uh money on stuff because i i don't have it and like i don't want to go into any more debt and, and things like this and it's kind of this this constant cycle of like well i can bodge that to fix it to get it, to get like six more months out of it and then something else breaks and, and it's just this constant fight and uh and beginning of the week, I spoke to a mortgage person because I uh, my mortgage deal came to an end uh, back in January. And it's fucking great because the current situation, the one good thing about it is the fact that interest rates are really fucking low. So despite the fact that I'm no longer in a really nice high-paid job, they still want to give me a mortgage, which is a fucking godsend. So uh, I've had loads of, um, like I say, like, happy <laughs> a spin cycle indeed uh i've had lots of uh little victories like getting the washing machine sorted and just little things like that and it's meant that i can then uh reorganize the kitchen because the washing machine is going in the kitchen now rather in, than in the cupboard and it also means i can get the plumber in to look at uh redoing the bathroom and knocking into the wall where the thing was and oh it's fucking hang great on, hang on. it's gone from i can't afford to replace my washing machine to yeah so i'm fitting a jacuzzi and uh, the new mortgage <laughs> deal is really uh no so the bathroom is is the ba- when i first moved into the bathroom the shower was so small that i literally couldn't shower i had to turn the shower on get in stand under it and like soak myself then get out to be able to lift my arms up to wash my hair and um, so the shower was like the bathroom was the first thing i did when i moved in and i did it badly basically uh so now 10 years later the tiles are falling off the wall the wall the floor is kind of warping and going all fucked up um oh, but I, love so that bathroom. I know but it's going to be so much better uh, ventilation steven yes exactly yeah um <laughs> i liked but... the window i liked the open window and shutters that was the best <laughs> ventilation um but yeah, so like the the cupboard that the washing machine was going to be in is going to be basically uh, boarded up and then knocked through uh, into the bathroom, so that I can then have the shower where the cupboard was, and then put a bath in, so I can actually have a bath. And oh, I want to see a, I want to see a map, a, a plan, Steve. You're going to draw one up. I I will draw one up for you. Not nice. now, because yeah, live. Very, yeah, uh, <laughs> but um, I will draw one up because I think it's going to be fucking sweet. Um, so yeah, I did that, and then uh, just lots of other little like victory things. Like I did um, uh, the 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 YouTube channel for the Forge. Finally got around to organising that and changing it over to a brand account, so that it's no longer linked to just my um, Google account. So it's actually linked to the Forge one, which has meant that I'm able to monetize it. So we're now monetized on YouTube, which is it's it's a it's a good thing for us it's quite a big deal um absolutely yeah like and i'm I'm hoping we've we've got a few other videos planned we're working we've had a few requests from 
other people in other areas like some craft beer people some chefs and stuff like that that want to do some joint um ventures in that so hopefully we're going to be starting doing more with the filming again um but again it's just time because we don't have any because we're so busy at the moment not to be um, a youtube bar steve and any anyone else listening who's got a channel do your tax thing um yes. if you're outside of the states and you've got a youtube channel you need to do a u.s tax declaration form um otherwise they will bum you if you if you ever get money, money if you ever get yeah. um what's the word monified monetization monetize you ever get monetized yeah. um, yes and actually make anything off your YouTube channel. Uh, you yeah. need to do it, otherwise YouTube will take the piss. Yeah, because they are fuckers. Like Anyone that. else who keeps getting that email and ignoring it, pay attention to it. Yes. It's worthwhile. Um, yeah, uh, so do that, do the thing. Uh, what else? Um, the the carving knife that I made for my dad, I finally got around to putting the edge on that. So I'm hoping that I get invited around for a, a roast soon. Um, so like it, it's really nice because all these things seem to be coinciding with the fact that the like the UK is starting to slowly open up again, um, like with everyone getting their uh, vaccinations and everything else, and you know the pubs are now open as long as they're as long as people are outside and and stuff like this, um, uh, and yeah, so I, that's also meant that um, my nephew Joel uh, came over and spent Saturday afternoon with me, and we. Um, we did a, a full service on the landy, um, which was really good because a it meant that I had someone else bashing their knuckles um, undoing things, but also um, he's he's really keen and interested in learning more about um, mechanics and engines and and how everything works. Um, he's like a, a bit of a, a mini maker, and um, it was really nice going through him, going through everything with him and being able to rather than kind of like rush through it and say, right, I just need to get this done. Just undo that or pass me this wrench or do whatever. It was right. Find, find the oil filter, point that out to me. And he'd kind of look at me blankly and then explain like, right, well, you can find it by following this through. And, you know, the, you can find the fuel filter by following from the injectors. You can follow the fuel line back and you can trace it. And this is what a fuel filter looks like. This is what it does. This is how it works. Um, and like little things like explaining the fact that you take the, the cap off the top before you undo the sump plug. And when you undo the sump plug, you keep hold of it. Otherwise, you've got to go fishing around in the bucket of oil and um, and all these like little bits. And it was great seeing him take it all on board and seeing him ask more questions and get more involved. Um, and that was Saturday. And then uh, Sunday to today, um, we drove up to a like an aerodrome place um, up in Chippingham, Chippingham, somewhere, somewhere up. It was above Bristol, therefore the north. Um, and uh, it was basically this like massive tarmac oval. Um, and they put a load of cones out to make it like a roadway. So they had two lanes of traffic going in either direction. Uh, there was some little mini roundabouts they'd set up. Um, and some little sections where you could turn off and do some parallel parking. There was a little space where it, it split into like a dual carriageway, so you're able to do some overtaking and all of this. And basically, uh, Joel drives, and I just sit in the passenger seat and make sure he doesn't crash and explain to him um, stuff. So we spent all day in driving. The, in the wall war, sorry. Uh, that, that was in the – yeah, that was in oh, nice. mine – and my niece Jasmine, who's uh, a year, two years younger than him, uh, was in my dad's car as well um, with dad, and uh, and it was great because 
it meant that we got to like I got to explain to him not just how you use a clutch, but how a clutch works, how, what it actually is, the mechanics of it, and why slipping the clutch does this, and why doing that does this, and why lifting the clutch off really quickly whilst you're changing down gears is a bad idea, and and all of this. Um, and yeah, it was just it was really nice to be able to a get to spend time with him, and b do something like that that that's obviously going to have an impact on him. Um, so yeah, like it was it was just really nice to 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 see the world opening up and and to get involved in in something like that again. Nice, yeah. I th- just listening to your little stories, then Steve, that it gets me thinking about little victories and and they are rewarding at the time. You know, especially if there's like lots going on or it's something's really stressful and you just need that little win and it's like, yeah, yeah, I'll chalk that off. It's, you know, a little, yeah, little endorphin rush because I've, because I've done that. Um, but then that's got me thinking of like the, the long term effect of those little things. Mm. So in real time, taking a sun plug out and not getting your hand covered in oil is a little <laughs> win. Yeah. But then now for the rest of his life, he will know how to do that properly. Exactly, and and he will appreciate then all other drainage plugs. You yeah. know, maybe when he comes to drain his washing machine because he's not been emptying the filters and that's why it's broken. <laughs> um, he will he will think ah, it's because I've got to take the thing out the bottom and then all the water yeah. will run out and maybe start to appreciate liquid flow and vacuums. Yeah. You know, and then all of a sudden that little thing that you type, same with the clutch. Yeah. I remember, I remember um, the. <laughs> getting my head around a clutch thing and and before i actually started being really nervous about this this mysterious pedal yeah and how complicated it was to have to do this seesaw thing with your feet and not really under so clutch brett is something on a gearbox in the rest of the world <laughs> where, um, and i just remember it being really um intimidating until i tried it and, and, yeah. and understood it and now it's obviously just second nature yeah but then that simple action with my feet gets me thinking about everything else that maybe has a, a, a slip plate or a clutch mechanism yeah. or, you know, clutches and drills and everything that involves that some sort of mechanics. So that little win of learning how to use a clutch, which yeah. is, you know, half an hour of driving around a, a, a car park. Yeah. Has now gone, Oh fuck this. I, I've, I've enlightened myself yeah. for, in so many other aspects, which I think is wonderful about these little wins. Well, I mean, because like one of the other things that we talked about is we because whilst we were there, we also opened up the bonnet on my car and on dad's car. And we've kind of started playing this game now where we'll open the bonnet up on every car we come across and he'll see if he can identify, you know, the brake fluid, the coolant, where the oil filter is, where the fuel filter is, where the dipstick is. Um, you know, see if you can see the alternator, see if he can like identify all of the different parts of uh, all the different filters, all the different parts of the car so that he has an understanding of when he needs to work on a car like the fact that it's not that intimidating and you know you take that plastic cover off and all of a sudden it looks like an engine again rather than just being a bit of plastic um and one of the things we talked about was uh brake fluid and he asked if you have to bleed the brakes on a car like you do on his bike because he's got a bike with hydraulic gear oh fancy and yeah it's a proper fancy bike it's it's great um but it was really nice, like talking to him about that and saying, "Yes, you do." And he said, "Oh yeah, because you want to get all the bubbles out." And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> do you do you know why you need to get the bubbles out? And he just kind of went, "Uh, because they're 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 bad." <laughs> yeah, but do, do you understand like the the <laughs> physics behind that? And like he he glazed over a little bit when I started explaining it, 
but it was really nice to be able to kind of explain like the whole you know the fact that the uh that gas compresses much more than a fluid will therefore you know for every 10 units of pressure you put in you're only getting five out or whatever and depending on how much there is and all of this and uh it was really good like you suddenly saw that like light click on it and he was like oh so is that why when i was like putting the uh the brake handle right all the way in nothing was happening i was like yes that's exactly <laughs> it and um and yeah like getting to like explore these things and like i say i think these those little victories add up and i i, I think it's very rare that you get like massive big wins without building those little victories first like every every big project i've ever been involved in has relied on lots of little wins like the the truck for example is going to be a perfect example when you finally finish that that's not going to be ah i went out and i did one thing and that was make a truck it was i sorted out an exhaust system i (laughs) i cut all my own gaskets i did this i did that i got the funky weird smell out of it like it all of those little victories all add up to be that final big project and i think there's there's almost nothing i can think of where you get that that big win without those little victories i i I think i'm getting to the point where i'm not even interested in the big win anymore yeah because i've started to realize that that closure is not the same thing for me Mm. like like if people have asked me like, Oh, what, what, what one thing do you want to do? What one tool do you want to get? What were we? Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm really lean towards the, the one little baby steps all the time. So Brett, yeah. just, just, you're talking about the, um, the, the shoes and the, the little kind of individual pieces and the movement of it. I, I didn't get excited about building a suit of armor. I got excited about building the toe plate on one of yeah. those shoes and getting, yeah. getting that shape because, there was so much in that little thing, which yeah. on its own wouldn't really be worthy of a story or mm. a, a photograph or, you know, a moment of conversation because it was one of 300 pieces in a, in a, in a seven foot suit of armor. But the, to yeah. me, the bit that I learned the most of and appreciated the most was the little thing. So mm. I totally agree with you, Steve. It's, it's, it's compounded of all these little wins. And I think, especially now where like everyone's stressed and everyone's under pressure and everyone's like um, got these challenges that are different than the, than the norm. I think yeah. those little wins are even more valuable. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, so one of the other things that we ended up doing this week was the, the journeyman's nail thing uh, <laughs> in the workshop. And like, that's, that's a really weird one because it's, it is such a small thing, but at the same time, it's, it's a really like, big important part of like our our, our i don't want to say our culture as blacksmiths but as 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 craftsmen it is it's quite a big deal um and like so for us i i think i said on here uh not so long back i certainly said it in uh the one of the patreon rambles like i'm less and less inclined to call myself uh, a blacksmith just because i'm not doing a huge amount of forging um, the majority of what I do now is the the copper work and the cold work. Um, that is being addressed somewhat. I'm starting to do a couple of days a week back at the anvil. Um, but because it's only like two days a week, I still I, I still um, don't feel that it's quite right. Um, so getting to ask to do that and not only getting asked to do it, but the situation around 
how it got asked and the kind of time frame I was given and the result I got actually made me really happy. And it actually made like it reaffirmed to myself that actually I kind of know what I'm doing. Um, so it was a, it was a really nice thing. And it's that, so for people that haven't seen the post, the, the journeyman's nail, um, it's a brilliant tradition within, uh, certainly within European blacksmithing where a, um, a blacksmith to go out and they do their apprenticeship with a master smith after i think i think it's seven and seven so after seven years of an apprenticeship um they would then hopefully get their journeymanship um and they would and there's so much folklore and everything around journeymanship but essentially go out for seven years um traveling around and they wouldn't be allowed they'd have to go and work for other smiths but they wouldn't be allowed to take any money for the work they produced. They would literally just work for, for board and lodgings. Um, so they'd go and stay with different master smiths and any master smith would have to, um, would have to give board and lodgings to a journeyman if they asked for, even if it was just for one night sort of thing. Um, so you generally would go out and they'd, they'd work with other smiths and they'd stay there for however long, uh, work under them, get to do some work. And then when they moved on, they would make a a, a nail um, because it was really small and uh, quite a simple thing, but they'd embellish it um, and personalize it. So, um, so it was like almost like their signature or their like graffiti tag sort of thing. And then each smith would have, each master smith would have a, a nail tree where they would hammer those, uh journeyman's nails in and it would be kind of like a signpost um and give you an idea of what that master smith was like so if the master smith had very few nails in it you'd know that either he is only a recently um or only a recent master smith and therefore hasn't had the opportunity to have that many journeymen in or he's kind of an asshole and <laughs> people didn't want to make a nail for him sort of thing <laughs> Um, and if you saw someone that had hundreds of nails in their nail tree, you'd go. He was a slut. Yeah, <laughs> you'd be like, "Oh, I want to go <laughs> hang out with that guy." Um, so yeah, it was really, it was good fun to be able to to get to do that. And like, although I'm not entirely happy with the result because I had basically I ended up making the nail in 40 minutes whilst also eating my lunch because <laughs> I I'd, I'd been over at the office until like four in the afternoon, got to. Uh, the workshop and al said you've got half an hour to make a nail i was like i haven't eaten lunch yet and it's four in the afternoon i need to fucking eat so i was like between heats just shoveling rice into my face um and produce this this little nail um and like i i quite like the fact that i got to put a little bit of a story behind it and it, it meant something and like just managing to complete it and just managing to be happy on my own was a little victory but then handing it over to al and the smile on his face of <laughs> a the kind of appreciation of like oh i get the joke behind it and it's quite funny but also the fact that he was genuinely quite impressed with the the work as well um so yeah that was that was really nice and that again that was a couple of little victories which really build up into a, a larger victory of of feeling more like myself again more like um more like a blacksmith again as opposed to nice. just someone that works in in a a forge sort of thing um so yeah that that was just kind of again another little little victory that i enjoyed so i i think you touched on something again there steve it's the the personal nature of it so yeah. 
little victories might not mean anything to anyone else. Yeah. Uh, but what I appreciate is the effect it might have on someone. Yeah. So if I can see that that really makes you happy or really yeah. lightens up your day, whether or not I care about the thing you did or the yeah. victory, you know, it might it might not be relevant to me. No. And I think that's important is when you're engaging with other people is that you don't have the same care about as them and the little nuances that you find satisfying. You know, I like the certain sound of something or, yeah. you know, the way something has a certain hue to it, you know, <laughs> but that no one, someone else might not fully appreciate. But yeah, I think it's important that you understand the, the effect and, and how to, you know, read people, I guess. Yeah. There's clearly some of that going on with these most recent two builds. If my enthusiasm doesn't, you know, prove that mm. the fact that these two things that I've built are going to people and I'm very yeah. excited for what their reaction is going to be because neither of them actually asked for the thing. I'm just making it right. <laughs> so I, I could very easily like Alex could get it and go, I don't want this. <laughs> or you know i could give just the shoes and everyone could go these are stupid yeah <laughs> either way i'm enjoying all the problem solving and all the little victories that are happening within specifically these last two builds because i feel like the majority of what i've made on my channel is for me to practice and do creative mm -hmm. exercise but they tend to either just live in my shop or it's something that i want to maybe serve a practical use embellish it a little bit, you know, yeah. create something a little bit more unique aesthetic. But for the most part, it's just me reacting to my work. And I like when I get my small victories and I go, hey, you did a decent job making yeah. a, a skull-shaped hammer that, <laughs> to be honest with, I'm like, I'm not really happy with it because I wanted it to look more like a skull. And it doesn't look enough like one. And I'm <laughs> my own worst critic. But I made that for myself. So it's like, hey, okay, it, it is punching a hole in a piece of steel and then doing some sculpting. But Alex's sign is going to go to him. It will hang outside of his shop. He will hopefully have a very good reaction to it. Other people that see that are going to hear about how it was this handmade product by a buddy of his. Um, if we end up getting to use the the shoes in a random video or if you know Jess wants to take them and fuck around with them yeah chop them up i don't really care what she does with them but i will feel good about having those achievements and solving those problems as i was doing both of the of the builds but they're not mine to hold on to and they're not me to try and pat myself on the back and go hey you did a good job yeah. i care so little about whether or not i did a good job in the build i obviously want to come out with a good end product but i'm so much more keen on what the reaction of that is going to be yeah. And it is a lot different than the internet reacting. You know, we oh, yeah, yeah. we have all put out very, very like hardworking videos. You know, and we put all this production and all this story and all this thought into the videos. But the reaction that we get from the internet is like, we're happy. We're happy when it goes over well and people watch it. But at the same time, you have like 10 people that really give you good response it'll change your entire day. It's that yeah. quality over quantity thing. But I, I was gonna say, like, I think like one of the, the best things about the, the last two projects that you've, uh, that you've done and the reason that they feel like big victories for you is because exactly that, like you say, they're going out to someone else. It's not, they're not going out to a, a faceless customer that 
you know, is just giving you money to do a thing. They're going out to people that you that you genuinely connect with, people that you know, yeah. people that you like. Like I, I one hundred percent think that the first thing that Jess will say when she sees them is, "These are stupid. What the hell?" And yep, that's exactly <laughs> what I want. I want her to say. But like, I, and I think that that's one of the things with the with the little victories. Like it's, I, Al. I think you kind of touched on it as well. It's the fact that. Little victories, they aren't um they aren't necessarily in important on the face of it. Like they're by their very nature, they are little victories. But it's the impact that they have. So just because it's a little victory doesn't mean it doesn't it can't have a huge impact. Like little I, I um I think I talked about it last week, the fact that I made uh New York Sours. Um <laughs> and like they were fucking delicious. No, I but, gotta disagree. It sounds like a fucking sin. Oh it it Mixing red like wine with anything is just a oh, so I, apart from beef in a 12-hour <laughs> bourguignon. I'm gonna make you one because fuck, it, it was so good. Um but uh the person that I made it for didn't actually get to finish it. Um so I ended up it 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 was a, a victory in the sense that it, you know it, it we made it and it was nice, but it, it was kind of taken away a little bit by the fact they didn't get drunk. But then this weekend, got to make just normal uh, whiskey sours again and got to actually sit down and enjoy them with the person and both got to drink it. And it was so fucking good. And it wasn't the fact that, you know, we, we'd made amazing drinks or anything like that. They were, they were just simple cocktails. It was the, the little victory was getting to sit down and enjoy them. Um, I think that's a, like a really important thing. Like I... I think the best thing about little victories is the fact that you can share them. Like that was, that was the thing with the nail. If I'd made that nail for myself, a, I probably wouldn't have made it. And B, I would have been like, okay, yeah, it's fine. But I'm annoyed that this isn't right or that that isn't right. And, ah, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to start again later and, and throw it away. But because it was for someone else and their, their reaction was the victory. Mm. Yeah. I, I like to visualize these little victories on like a graph, like a sliding scale. Um, if something's going wrong, or you're having like a shit time of something. So case in point, I was going to talk about it last week, but I think we ran out of time because yeah. the episode was an hour and a half. Um, <laughs> I was painting these wheels. So I totally sandblasted all these wheels. Yes. Refurbished them, finished them, primed them, base coat, clear coat, superb fucking job for a rattle can job like i'm gonna blow my own trumpet it was fucking delicious right yeah like no orange peel no streaking it looked they look like they're powder coated like legit nice uh with like a really tough um pu clear coat for wheels mm. so it doesn't chip um nice. uh and why like haven't these... you sent me a photo of these yet because it was in done in stages right okay and you've got to wait 24 hours between each fucking yeah. coat, so you can't just you can't just knock it out. Um but the 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 clear coat is super glossy. Mm. It's like these look a bit bling. Even yeah. even in black, these look like a bit too shiny for me. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I'll knock them back with just one coat of matte. And it doesn't okay. matter if them it doesn't matter if the matte gets dinked and chipped, because yeah, I can yeah. just buff that off and, and re recoat yeah. it if need be. So I got the same brand, same paint. Same shop, same shelf, <laughs> matte, right next to the, yeah. the the clear coat, yeah, matte, matte lacquer. Asked the guy in the shop, 
I'm using this. What, what do you recommend? Yeah, yeah, oh, it's the only one we do. She's like, strips off every layer of paint. Oh, you're fucking kidding me. Legitimately, every single layer, just totally disintegrated, wrinkled up, fucked. Fuck. Um, so not just, you know, however much money I spent on rattle cans, however much time I spent doing it, trip to the fucking sandblasters, because they're just going to have to get re-fucking-stripped. Was, was this on all of the wheels, or did it just happen on one and you stopped? Well... <laughs> oh so because i was batching it out i did it in one put it to dry went to the next one didn't notice it wrinkling up yeah and so it was only like third wheel in that i looked back and and the whole all thing is just i was like fuck and then for some reason i was like oh maybe it's my technique (laughs) maybe i'm too close to the wheel or i'm putting down too thick a layer Yeah, yeah yeah so I then proceeded to like continue and like try and <laughs> so, try and keep going, keep ruining all my fucking wheels, but try it in a slightly more idiot. gentle manner. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. by the end, I, I, I like I managed to do like two that weren't fucked just by like a really gentle light, like light misting, which yeah. is pointless because it just didn't it didn't even matter them out. It just kind of <laughs> yeah. sat into them. So now I've got these like <laughs> two satin wheels, which are just pointless. So really fucked me off, right? Really, really fucked me off, and like I. I contacted the fucking like manufacturer yeah. and I was like, you need to put warnings on your paint that it will ruin your own paint. And yeah. you know, the, the messaging on the can was not sufficient to say, don't yeah. use this. Yeah. Um, don't sell it. Don't, I don't advise people to buy it after they yeah. explained what they do. You know, like all these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, we'll refund you for the one can. I was like, what about the 200 quids worth of paint I've just ruined? And yeah, yeah. 300 quids worth of my time and hundred quids worth yeah. of, sandblasting you know yeah you're gonna pay me that back no of course you're fucking not yeah um so case in point do a test piece always do a test piece yes <laughs> even though it always says it like when you're bleaching your hair do a test <laughs> oh what Te- test it on my other head yeah um, <laughs> just fucking do it do a test piece um anyway long long story long um little victory is getting it back to paint doing the whole process again sanding everything back so this was the fucker. Even once it had been sanded off, you couldn't even paint on top of it. Yeah, it made, it made the, the the subsequent layers peel off uh, and wrinkle up. So it just chemically was just fucked. Yeah. Um, but anyway, back I got them back to like they're like seventy percent what they were. So they're no longer this beautiful yeah job anymore. They're just like they look like I've been done with a fucking rattle can, which I'm a bit pissed off about. But that's life. Um, and then. Little victory, get getting to the point. Yeah, um, was doing it all again, getting back to gloss, and then just realizing that Montana Gold matte lacquer works. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I could have just got like Laura did that caravan with Montana. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and I could have just I've got cans and cans of it. So in the I could have just got a can of Montana and gone right. Tss, tss, yeah, tss, matte. Matt Black Wheels. <laughs> yeah, but the lesson here is always use Montana. Like it, it, it went over the the pit, the the gloss, yeah. the clear coat. No fucking bother, and looks That's great. Sick. And it's like a nicer mat as well. It's it's like really yeah. flat. It, it's like why didn't I just do this? Yeah, and it's Fuck. like it's cheap, and it's. But now I know that I can do that. Yeah, yeah. So although it sounds like a trivial thing about this set of wheels, now I know chemically about these different paints and yeah. what will work and what doesn't and why it's like you know to your point about your nephews like 
I start to understand the why of it as well. Yeah, yeah. And 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 as as a consequence, I get less annoyed by things the more I know. Yeah. So I'm I'm mad at myself for not doing a test piece. I'm mad at the paint makers for you know misinformation. Yeah. But the the more I have these little wins, it, it all that just kind of dis, just disintegrates and kind of washes yeah. away, which is super yeah. nice. Nice. Yeah. I. I kind of love that. Like I, I, I feel so fucking bad. Like I can, I, I genuinely can feel your. They were looking so good. I was like, like not blowing my own trumpet. Like I was shocked about how good you can get a rattle can job if you do it properly. Like proper prepping, proper mixing of the can, proper distancing angles, you know, proper technique. You can do a really good job. Like when people say, "Oh, just I just rattle can the wheels," and you just imagine it's like streaky, fucking blobby mess, and like. But then, yeah. it, like, that's the same about anything. Like, it, it, if you do things like well and you do them properly and you have a little yeah. bit of forethought, then and you use the right paint, you know, yeah. it wasn't did, just any generic black paint, it was the proper mix, you know. Did like, you, uh, when you shook the, the paint cans up, did you attach yeah. them to a reciprocating saw with a I didn't clamp? Know, yeah. no. <laughs> you just shook them by hand, then. How did you even accomplish it then? <laughs> How did you mix it without it? Because uh, I don't live in Alberta, so paint is relatively <laughs> liquid in, in ambient yeah. temperatures. Oh, I love it. But um silly. Yeah, man, I I I feel your pain. But like you say, it's it's quite good to take to take that little victory out of a, a shitty situation. And again, like a lot of it comes down to how you deal with a situation. You can you can look at it as a as a not not say a failure, but as a as a shit thing because you yeah, you fucked up what was a really nice job. Or you can look at it as a little victory of like, actually, I learned a thing. And yeah. like it's that whole that fucking adage of like there's there's no mistakes, there's only lessons learned or whatever it is. Like it's it, I think it is like as corny and shitty as that is, it is a good thing to do. It's it's nice to take that kind of um that attitude towards things. And but I'm like but my point was about visualizing the 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 sort of graph of yeah of error versus little victory. And it's this massive, catastrophic, sheer slope of like yeah. fuck, 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 ruined, 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 <laughs> money, time, uh, job, yeah, effect, quality, and this tiny little blip of oh, I could use Montana. Yeah. And it's only a t- it's, like it's a tiny little spike on that yeah. slope, but that outweighs the whole thing. Yeah, because so, it, like I, I, I'm not precious anymore. It's gone. The moment's passed. Forget yeah. about it. Forget about it. But now I've got now I've got this little learn, yeah. You know, I've I've got a little learn in the bank, which I love. I, I think like that's again like that's one of the really good things about those sort of again. I I hate referencing the fact that it's little victories, but there's no other word I can use for it. But like there's like even if you're having a really 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 shitty day, like just one little victory can completely change how it goes. Like there was. Um, weirdly enough there was a a coffee shop in bristol called little victories and um when i was working up there doing the it thing like i had a fucking awful day um where it (laughs) uh where it was uh like just fuck up after fuck up after fuck up and like everything was broke everything was shit and I was just like, I just need to get out of the office. I've been in the, I, I think it was on the early shift. So I've been in the office for like 10 hours at this point and was like, I just fucking wee wins. Uh, 
I just want to the Scottish accent. <laughs> um, I just want to get out of the office and just take five minutes to just ugh. and um, and because of the way the shift pattern worked, I was like, "Fuck!" I know that the coffee shop's going to be shut before I get there. Um, but I was like, "Fuck it!" I'm you know, I, I managed to fix the issue. I said to my boss, "Like, look, I haven't had a lunch break today because everything went to shit." I'm going to leave half an hour early. Do you mind? And he was like, no, no, that's fine. You go like, it's all sorted now. So we're all good. And getting there, getting to the, the coffee shop that's called little victories was just such a prick. Uh, <laughs> Stop saying it. I'm giving you options <laughs> in the chat and you're just ignoring them. I know, but you know how easily distracted I get. So like getting to go to the coffee shop that's called little victories was a little victory for me. Like getting to, have that nice coffee, uh, chat with the the staff that worked there that I got on really well with, and just being able to go like, ah, oh, this is my little win for the day was so fucking great. I, in fact, I go so far as to say, it was spiffing. It's a spiffing success. Yeah. People that we think that are spiffing. Uh, Al. Have you got an order? Yeah, it's abs. Abs, which means Al, you are first. In true Brett fashion, I just want to spiff myself. Um, uh, <laughs> can I just say that last week's last week's thumbnail was fucking brilliant. It was. It, it was. Brilliant. It was subtle. It was classy. Um, it was just the right amount of of like incorrect proportions of, of <laughs> facial features just yeah. just for that uncanny uncanny valley um saying that you still need to send it to me so i can put it on the instagram because it's not been done yet see this is the challenge when other people have to do the fucking podcast steve is that we don't yeah. have that routine I know. um i've also found that for some reason loads of them are like super low res so i've been like swapping all the thumbnails on soundcloud uh, okay people don't need to hear this but no. it's like in the facebook group when john posts it it's like a potato thumbnail yeah. they don't yeah. look like that they're actually really yeah. high resolution when i make them um <laughs> we'll get to the bottom of that somehow i think it's something to do with sending it on facebook or maybe something to do with facebook mobile loading uh, low res images yeah who knows um i will just send out um film negatives in future so yes if you could that be my perfect. actual spiff is uh, a gentleman in the states called frank cook um, and he has a talking of potatoes. He has a YouTube channel which he films on a potato, or more appropriately, his wife films for him on a potato. Um, so zero points to production value, and the the understanding of how close you hold objects to a camera may be detrimental to focal length and understanding <laughs> of seeing things and being able to under, and talking about things in detail when you can't see it because it's all a blurry mess. Yeah. But he is or has been restoring a long wheelbase Vitara, also known as Suzuki Sidekick in the States, because he's in America. <laughs> and his whole channel is just him restoring this Sidekick. And it it couldn't have come at a better time. He, um, I was really struggling to find content of people doing things like specific teardowns, parts of the the chassis, you know, how to remove the headliner, stuff you just cannot find anywhere and it isn't in the manual. Yeah. Um, and he's just doing all these really detailed YouTube videos of every single thing, like 
tearing down the transmission, tearing down the transfer box, uh, like rebuild. Re- his, his latest series is rebuilding my car from the ground up. And it's literally <laughs> a bare chassis. And he's like, now I'm going to put on the fuel lines. Now I'm going to put on the diff. Now I'm going to rebuild the diff. And it's just the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's fucking brilliant. And he's obviously, he's like, he's like this retired dude, super calm and laid back, just like yeah. really, like, really easy to watch. And he's just really explaining it. He's not like a teacher or a mechanic or a car guy. And you can tell he's just doing it the way I'm doing it, which is just take it apart and yeah. then say what I say what I did on a video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, because again, he obviously doesn't have any source material for this. So he's just turned it down. Yeah. But the most beautiful thing about it is he's um like colour coded the whole car. So every single <laughs> part of the car is painted a different colour. So it's like a yeah. kid's it's like a kid's book. And yeah. every so like every bit of the engine and every like oh, yes, 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 manifold yeah, yeah. and stuff is different. Um and he's just having loads of fun with it and like his engine bay is pink and he's like he's painted his car green, which is just so charming and I love it. Um and he's just done a really good job. But it's taken him like I think he said three years and eight grand. And it's like, right, I'm trying to do the same thing in three months with eight hundred yeah. quid. <laughs> <laughs> but so, with less fun colour scheme. Like Looking because I, uh, you sent me um, uh, the the photo album and yes. uh, and I was scrolling down through it and I genuinely just thought that all the different colored parts were from different cars and it was only when you said it it suddenly clicked I was like oh shit yeah. I see what you mean now that's fucking brilliant but again that's it's, really it's cool. just like um, yeah rustoleum he's literally yeah, just yeah. like painted like different parts of the car with, like <laughs> rustoleum yeah. it's just fucking brilliant I love it yeah um, but he's getting into like. Um, the same challenges I have with like electronic parts and stuff, and it's all the wiring and stuff he's talking about. He's got the tiniest light bar on the front of it as well. Oh, it's it's like it's it's not. He's not like this <laughs> off road knobhead. No, know? no, he's, no. It's completely unnecessary, yeah. and I fucking love it. That's brilliant. But I think he uh, has like trails that you can go down and stuff. But but again, yeah. just seeing him strip strip down a couple of like spares vehicles. Yeah, and he'll say right. I'm practicing on this engine because I don't want to ruin it, and I know this one's fucked. And then once I figure it out, I can then do it on the real engine. Yeah, and take all my learnings across. And and his thought process is just very similar to mine. And just learning like little things, like he just found a little thing in his fuel tank. Yeah, like, what the fuck is this? And it's the the ball valve that stops fuel to pour out when if a car oh, yeah, tips yeah. upside down, and also stops yeah. people stealing your petrol. Yeah, um, and he's just like, and he just worked it out. And it's just it's yeah. just so charming seeing him like in real time almost do this thing. Brilliant. So if you care about nineteen ninety five incredibly specific models of car as much as I do, <laughs> this is for you. Um, yeah. But don't expect any production value. Brilliant. That's a good. Um, that's a good suggestion. Frank Cook doesn't get simpler yeah. YouTube channel name than that. Link is um, in the shows. But it's, uh, it's another classic. Uh, he obviously found some sort of editing software that's like PowerPoint and it's got yeah. all the transitions at the start and like <laughs> just funny like sound effects and music, like stock yeah. music. It's just yeah. <laughs> I can't tell if he genuinely thinks that's cool or he's just taking a piss. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Um yeah, no, good chat. I I I'd love to say that I'm gonna watch all of that, but I'm I'm never gonna get it's, it's I mean, I, but the, the videos are like two minutes each. 
Yeah, yeah. It's, you don't have to and, sit down and watch an epic rebuild. He's just like, oh, then I did yeah. this. It looks like this. Yeah. <laughs> and it's... Oh, seeing... Sorry, I've only just looked at the actual YouTube channel and seeing some of the... Um, uh, like, the layouts where he's got all of the parts just laid out in nice... Yeah. Oh, but oh, it's, 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 it's all by hand. He's like, yeah. I just ground the um, a board out the cylinder all by hand. I, yeah. I, I, I reseated the valves all by hand, and he's just there yeah. with like a, he's got a little like egg timer. Just puts it on, <laughs> and he's like, it's four hours later. Yeah, <laughs> he's obviously retired. He's just like, I just want to show you how much effort I put into this. Yeah, brilliant, cool. Anyway, I'll show uh, Brett, what about you? Well, in typical. Uh, Al fashion, I'm going to remind everybody that I know how to drive a manual transmission and <laughs> I'm really into cars and nobody else <laughs> nobody else knows how to drive a manual transmission or what a clutch is. That's it. Bravo, sir. Bravo. <laughs> waiting 40 minutes to say that. Yeah. No, I want to genuinely put a, a spiff out there to a furniture making duo mm. uh i've been looking into you know furniture and and just building techniques for the last couple of months because i obviously need to start thinking out the stuff that i'm going to put in the cabin and this yeah. is an account that i've been following for a little while but the the name of the account on at least their website is moku yamagen i'm mm. almost positive i'm mispronouncing that because they do not speak japanese but uh, the two folks that run the company, uh, the Instagram is the same, and it's there's two people. It says Genki um, Nishiyama, and then I, I can't remember the other one. I'm sorry. I just remember the Genki one because it's yeah. Genki Desu. I feel like we've heard it a lot. Anyway, they make amazing work. And as far as woodworking goes, I, I love traditional joinery and I, I really like texture and color versus kind of ease of, of function. I don't know another way to put that. Like yeah. their attention to detail and the way that the joints go together, but also play into the visual aspect of things. Like why does this joint get used here? Oh, because it, it adds some visual presence to the front of the piece or uh, one of their tabletops has a little scallop in it that perfectly indexes on top of the upright or the leg. So even yeah. though it joins together, they have this little detail to where it, it even joins better than that because it's yeah. got these little scallops on the top. Uh, I think they have a really amazing handling of form and function. Obviously the construction is amazing. Uh, if you're into furniture building at all, specifically modernistic takes on Japanese joinery and so I, I think they have a lot of influence from a bunch of different furniture designers, but yeah, traditions obviously sat really hard into uh, traditional Japanese stuff. So See, I, I like them a lot. I think they make amazing shit. I'm I'm just looking through now and yeah, I, I'm definitely following this account because like I completely agree and like they the stuff they make is absolutely beautiful but what i love is the fact that you're talking about all of like the the really nice like um the way that they're doing everything and like being quite serious about it 
the two things that I've picked up on that I love is the fact that they've made a bunch of wooden bananas and the fact that they've got a t-shirt that's the black flag flags with woodworking instead of black flag. It's fucking brilliant. <laughs> yeah. And also this, this Dan, great. Yeah. yeah. And uh Danchester is already uh following them, which also makes me happy. Oh well, yeah, I, I found out through the grapevine that uh like three or four buddies of mine have also been following them for a long time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. so it seems like everyone's aware of these folks. Yeah, they uh they make some gorgeous looking stuff. That's a really good shout. Yeah, just really, really cool ideas, you know, for anybody that's wanting to get into that lost art of woodworking. I feel like they might have a new take on things. Yeah. And like I think it's quite nice the fact that they've got these this really kind of traditional uh or well, there's really traditional joinery bits just coupled with really nice modern sleek design. It's yeah, that's fucking gorgeous, man. Good shout. Yeah. Good Thank you. good work. Um Thank you. Speaking of good work, uh, I am totally re-spiffing someone because they have done some very, very good work of late. Thank you, Steve. I really appreciate <laughs> it, but we don't have to talk. <laughs> uh, no, it is. Of course, it's not Brad. Um, it is uh, Mr. James Moultonmake uh, for his... Well, there's a couple of things. Don't encourage him. Firstly, the bright <laughs> video was fucking genius and it genuinely made my day that was beautiful You've probably never heard of them <laughs> it was the we're gonna need a bigger dot 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 and just this box full of giant tools um like it was it was genuinely like if he played it completely seriously it would have been a really nice really um like am am asml ASMR, thank I, you. I lost it on the slow mo with the dust. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, if he played it seriously, it could have been a, a like a really, really nice uh, video of that sort of style. But just like the the couple of little like tongue in cheek things was just fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, I mean, like I, I I love James anyway, but oh, that, it was so good. And also, uh, he made a very special, very tiny suitcase uh, this week as well. Um, and it's it's not my place to uh, announce his news for him, but I just wanted to say on air, congratulations done, about fucking time, you beautiful man. I am very happy for you. Um, so yeah, woo! Uh, that's it. Uh, is there any other business from you two? I have one little bit, uh, which is uh, a personal request to the very generous person that sent me a thing i 100 thank you and appreciate it and love you but i have a weird hang-up about gift giving and i genuinely cannot open this thing until i know who sent it uh i will be happy to explain my reasons why if you get in touch um but yeah Please. I am so blown away by not knowing who this was. I was convinced I knew who it <laughs> I was. was. Yeah. I knew who it was. <laughs> I was convinced I knew who it was. Um, but yeah, like I would, I would love to actually be able to fully enjoy this gift, uh, and I can't at the moment. So I appreciate that you want to, you want to keep yourself secret and everything. And I won't. Well, let anyone else know? Tell uh, me, and then I can make life even worse for Steve. No, don't, don't do that. That's, That's fucking horrible. <laughs> you bastard. Uh, 
but yeah um just 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 drop me a message and, and let me know so that i can enjoy it um uh yeah that's it i think there is no other oh, i had something oh uh I, I had something else as well um on a music level if you like your music a little bit shouty uh my friend and al's um mr john t carlo <laughs> Shaw, uh has just re released a new ep with his band block out the sun uh, it is new good band. it is very good i have very much enjoyed it uh it is on spotify it's in all the usual places and they have actually i'm kind of disappointed that they've released it as a cassette and not as a mini disc um, I, yeah i didn't want to bring that up with John yeah Mayer. he's missed the fucking trick there what he i might really do is, is convert one <laughs> yes oh that'd be fucking brilliant um but yeah johnny is a a very old friend of mine who is fucking lovely and has been in very many a band and Block Out the Sun are really quite enjoyable. It is a bit shouty, so if that's not your thing, it's not don't too worry about shouty. Yeah, no. But if you yeah. want, a, if you want a political uh, satirical koozie to keep your beer cool as well. Oh yes, yes he is. Uh, I, I I really need to get him to make some moonshine uh, koozies. Oh, I've got a branding thing that yes. I've got another thing for the summer that I I need to talk to you about, Alphonse. <laughs> um, right, yes, that is it. Uh, so if you want to find us, you can find us in all of the usual social media places. You can find me at Moonshine Metalworks or The Forge on YouTube. Uh, and we're monetized now, so go watch all the videos so that I can get like 6p and then Al can actually have that 6p. Yeah, don't fuck it. Don't, don't even bother watching the videos because I don't get the money. Um, you can find Brett at Skull and Spade 13. I've nearly said 14, and I don't know why. And you can find Al at Al's Hack Shack. <laughs> See, you should have done it. You should have made like a, a, a stalling the engine sound. Of the clutch. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how clutches work. Make the sound. I don't make the sound. Of someone swapping the spark plug leads one and four over for some reason on my car. Why would someone do that? I don't know. And they're even numbered wrong. <laughs> someone's been been driving the car like this. Wait, so they actually number they, they number it themselves? Oh, it was numbered one. Yeah. It's not it's written <laughs> on the fucking distributor. It's like, what are you doing? Oh fuck. No wonder it's trying to jump out the engine bit every time. <laughs> yeah. Um Yes. Uh so that is it. So until next time, um, Number your your spark plugs. Uh, make sure they're in the right order, and um, just put a little dot on. You don't even need to number them. Just four dots, yeah. six. Depends on how many cylinders you've got. Just, yeah, just put a little dot on. Yeah, it's fine. Um, yeah. Until next time, we we love you. Bye. 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 I had a, we need to learn how to do harmonics. For the end what like do like shanty harmonies what with like a harmonica no like but you guys are, like, you guys are both I do the baritones, baritones, though. yeah brett does both soprano and the falsetto <laughs> i don't know i don't know how you do the like really <laughs> the really like moody minor shanty ones it, it fucks in my head i can't do it yeah your mid your mid needs to be minor right yeah. it needs to be in the minor i i i, I don't music what you do know music i 
no shouty music and I know star music. <laughs> I, I can't sing. Um, that was fun. 